Welcome to the sixth episode of PH Pod, a podcast brought to you by the Boston University School of Public Health and Public Health Post. I'm Nick Diamond, managing editor of PHP. In episode six of PH Pod, Lashira Lash Nolan offers her perspective on public health at a time when the country struggles to respond to two epidemics coronavirus and police violence against minority communities. Ms. Nolan is a first-year medical student at Harvard Medical School, and we start our conversation about the spark that lit the fire under her to pursue her work in public health. I think for me, it started at a very young age, this interest in science and medicine. In third grade, I won the first, the, the third grade like science fair, won first place, and my mom helped me get all the material together last minute. And that was the first moment that I kind of saw like, wow, I really like science. Um, And I would always look on TV and see these doctors in their white coats. And I was like, yeah, you know, I want to be that person to to help people and serve people. Um, But I think when I started to really start to see disparities and inequities, I grew up as a kid in Compton. But then when I was in fifth grade, we moved to the suburbs of Rancho Cucamonga. And it was just so interesting to see how suddenly the struggles that we had in Compton, like having access to grocery stores, um, the schools were completely different. The roads were completely different. It was just a completely different life. And when I got to Rancho and I saw how much they had and how different things were, that's when I start to kind of think about this idea of inequity. And additionally, um, when I was 15 years old, my stepfather passed away from a heart attack and he was only in his mid forties. And that additionally really started me to think about, okay, here is this young black man whose life has been taken. He grew up in South central. He grew, grew up in LA. Um, in similar conditions as I did when we were in Compton. And I think all of those things kind of came together once I started to learn about social determinants of health and got this lexicon of public health as an undergraduate student. So I think, you know, it was this initial interest in science and then just thinking about my life experiences and how my environment was changing and how that was impacting my family and the people I cared about. And that really led me to say, okay, I can't just be a doctor. I really need to focus my energy and my career on thinking about the the factors that mitigate health beyond the clinic. You're now training as a medical student during a pandemic not seen since 1918. What are your fears about COVID-19 and where do you find reassurance? I waffle through this question every day because there's some moments where I'm like super hopeful. And I'm like, this is finally a moment for change because we're having real conversations. It seems like rates are going down of of COVID-19 infection. Um, But then it's like the next day there's, there's bad policy. We're opening up the country too early. Um, There's, there's something else on the news that makes me feel hopeless. So I'm always going back and forth between these two States. And, you know, honestly, I'm not as afraid of COVID-19 as I am of us as a society, because I think that COVID-19 has exposed so many hidden wrongs and ills of our society and they've kind of laid them to COVID-19 has laid all these issues to bear and it's kind of like 
where we're asking like people to recognize the humanity of those who have been silenced in our society for so long. And I'm just wondering, are we going to really respond? Because I feel like if this doesn't do it, I don't know what will. Lash, you're the first documented Black woman to serve as student body president at Harvard Medical School. Where do you see intersections between the feminist movement and the Black Lives Matter movement? This is such an interesting question um, because I just so happen to be listening to an audio book um, by Mickey Kendall, and it's called Hood Feminism. And in this book, she really lays out the reasons why the feminist movement of today has been misguided because it's really not been inclusive of Black women, women of color, Indigenous women, um, and their unique experiences. So I think when I think about the intersection between the feminist movement and the Black Lives Matters movement is that what people are really asking for are basic rights to, to make sure that they can live out a healthy lifestyle and, and, to, and to recognize their humanity. And I think that at the, at the core of it, with the feminist movement, the Black Lives Matters movement, we should be asking ourselves, does everyone have access to adequate education, housing, healthcare, the basic needs that they, that they need in order to live out a viable life? And I think that if we focus our energy on that, on addressing those core needs, then everything else will simply come together. The murder of George Floyd at the hands of another white police officer catalyzed demonstrations across the world. How have you seen the medical community engage with the Black Lives Matter movement while still standing on the front lines against coronavirus? I think it's been amazing to see how many folks have really stepped up and stepped out on Twitter, especially. Um, I think I've seen my preceptors and mentors come out with amazing pieces. Like, uh, for example, I have a mentor. Um, her name is Dr. Dara Landry. And she came out with a piece with a group of other emergency medicine physicians about how they, as emergency medicine docs, are confronted with danger all the time in the ER and how the way that they've been trained to respond to this danger, to a, to a patient coming at them with a scalpel or a knife or threatening them, they respond by, by healing. And I think that that was such an interesting juxtaposition um, to how we see police responding to these very same similar situations. And I think that by docs coming out and saying things like that, saying, well, this has been my training, this has been my experience, we must recognize police brutality as a public health crisis, um, we must recognize racism as a public health crisis, People coming out and saying these things and, and adding that perspective has been so powerful. And I think that beyond protests and beyond well-crafted statements, we really have to come out and acknowledge how medicine has also been complicit in perpetuating some of these um, ills of our society as they relate to, to systemic racism. What advice would you offer to the generation of protesters calling for an end to police violence, as well as equal access to healthcare during the COVID-19 pandemic? A lot of the protesters, I think they, they have it right. You know, like they're out here demanding their rights. They're out here doing, doing the work that we so greatly need. But I think I really want to give advice to the individuals who are gonna be responding to the protesters. And my hope is that they realize that 
community organizations have been doing this work forever. They know what the community needs, they know what the true demands are, and they know where the deficits lie. So I think that it's so important that we ground our solutions to what our community is requesting of us in, in the community. And I think that I've seen a lot of people want cursory solutions to systemic racism, and that's not gonna happen. You can't just overturn something that's existed for 400 plus years and is so deeply embedded into our society. I think that we need to make sure that we're out in the streets, we're out with the community and really responding to the cries that they've been crying for the past however many years that we've been ignoring. And finally, I think that we're in a place to listen, so we need to make sure that we do that adequately. PH Pod features conversations with public health influencers. We feature their opinions on topics that may be familiar and sometimes uncomfortable. This podcast series is brought to you by the Boston University School of Public Health and Public Health Post, which informs and inflects the broader conversation on health and social justice. Every day we feature new articles about the state of the health of the population. Join the conversation on social media and subscribe to the PHP Friday Roundup to receive our stories of the week delivered to your inbox by visiting publichealthpost.org.